Hello there. You're very welcome to At Home with Breffney, a show that's designed to help you if you're looking to buy property in Ireland. I'm a licensed buyer's agent and work with clients who are too far away or simply too busy to get a property bought. I also offer one-hour property coaching calls, which you can book by clicking the link in the show notes below. These calls help my clients get clarity and focus, whatever their property issue is. Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoy today's show and find it useful. So you're really welcome to today's episode. It's episode 54 and we're talking money today. And specifically, we're talking about getting your hands on the funds to buy a property in Ireland if you're living abroad. And I'm delighted to be joined by Niall Cochran, the Senior Mortgage Advisor with Irish Mortgage Corporation. And Niall, your name came up in Facebook groups. We've, we're both in various Facebook groups, including uh, groups like Irish expats moving home or Irish abroad, etc., etc. And often when there's a thread of a query, e.g., how do I get funding to buy a house in Ireland, your name came up, which is why I got in touch with you, because you're active in this market. And I have to say, um, we touch the same clients in different ways because recently I've had a couple of inquiries from Australia for people who want to buy in Dublin, but they haven't um, got their approval. And so I can't deal with them. Basically, they have to meet you first. You have to deal with them, make sure they're in funds before I can help them. Yeah. So that's what I would, I'm so happy to talk to you about. So let's just take Niall. I am an Irish expat. I'm living anywhere in the world and I want to buy a house in Ireland. Are you someone who might be able to help me? Yeah. Um, we work uh, with um, people basically all over the world. We've done mortgage for people in Australia, Hong Kong, Singapore and China uh, and the US and the UK and so like we there's primarily only one bank that will do it which is Haven who are um, the broker element of AIB Mm -hmm. Um, but they're very willing to do business for people that are trying to buy a house to move home or even to buy a holiday home. Okay, and can I just ask you on that, because I know I've definitely had clients who've bought using EBS funds. Are they effectively AIB somewhere down the line? They are essentially the same underwriting department. Okay. EBS, Haven and AIB are all underwritten by AIB underwriters, essentially. Okay, okay, grand. So all roads lead to this particular yeah. underwriter. Okay, so let's say I'm, we'll take Australia, it could be any country, but I'm working abroad. I'm making a fine salary. In due course, I want to come home, and I know the Irish rental market is good here, and so thoughts of home are in my head, and I want to buy something, and I have a bit of spare cash. Like I have a client at the moment, I think, who's saving 5000 a month to put towards a property, so there's big money to be earned abroad. Um, so what's my first step? How do I even understand whether I'm eligible to borrow money? Well, generally what we would do is we will send um, what we call an online data capture. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're filling in your basic information, what your incomes are, what your ages are, if you have dependents, um, if you have loans, what Mm -hmm. your childcare costs are. All of these things have to be factored in when you're um, looking to see, can you take on a a new borrowing of a mortgage? Yeah. So what we do is we gather that information first. Mm -hmm. We then have access to calculators for the bank where we can actually put all that information in and then see, are you eligible? Um, One other important factor is you mentioned earning big money abroad. We've seen like a lot of stuff come in where like the likes of, say, a carpenter working in Australia might be earning 
160,000 Australian dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're looking to buy a more they're looking to get a mortgage to buy um, back in Ireland for a home they're going to come home to. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be earning that money when they move back to Ireland. Mm-hmm. So the bank won't be giving you a borrowing to the equivalent of that that income. Okay, because by the time you're paying like it back, when you you're come going back, to be, you're yeah. not going to be getting $160,000. Okay. For as a carpenter, say, for example, I'm just using that as one example. Um, so what they will do is they'll actually look online to see what the equivalent salary will be in Ireland mm-hmm. um, and then they'll basically bring you back to that level. So say if that's thirty five or 40000 they'll base that on your income. Um, so they'll start giving you loans based on your potential Irish income versus the fabulous income you're making rather over than there. The one. Obviously it's great, you, your affordability will be great in terms of savings and everything. But they can't go, we're giving you a 25-year loan that you're going to move home to Ireland and you're not going to be earning that income. So they won't give you, say, 100000 salary there, yeah. where, even though you're earning it at the moment. Yes, okay. Um, the other side of it is, say, you might be on an equivalent salary to what you would get if you moved back to Ireland. I'm going to just, say, use Australia again as an example. Say you were on, I don't know, 80000 I don't know the exact conversion, mm. but say you're on 80000 say, equivalent to €60,000. They'll actually still discount you by 20% on that. Okay. The reason for that is fluctuations in currency. If that Australian dollar went the wrong way, mm-hmm. they have to take into account that your conversion to euro to pay the mortgage may not be as good. Okay, so straight away, let's say you're earning your 80,000, no matter what they do, uh, no matter what your equivalent salary in Ireland might be, they're straight away going to take off 20% off your Australian salary before they ever start to convert it. Now, unless it was the high income salary that they're just adjusting to what you would earn in Ireland, they won't take 20% off in that case because they're already bringing you back. Yeah, okay. Um, So before we get too technical about that, the kind of loans that banks are offering if I want to buy a rental property, I'm in Australia, I have a bit of spare cash, I could, I'd like to buy a rental property, a property to rent out in Ireland. Do yeah. banks offer that type of loan? They do, um, but Haven don't. That, their product is primarily focused on people wanting to move home mm-hmm. or to buy a holiday home. It's okay. not for the rental market. They're giving, um, they're giving home loan rates, which are the lower rates in the market. Okay. Like buy-to-let rates, you'd be talking 2 to 3% higher. Okay. Um, ICS do, however, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically will give you... They, they have a product which is essentially a special purpose vehicle, mm-hmm. which is essentially a company buys the, buys the property. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, essentially, one director of that company has to be living in Ireland. Ah. And now, it doesn't have... It can be your relative. Yeah. And they don't have to have any ownership of that. You, yeah. Your company could be 100% owned by you and mm-hmm. 0% director in Ireland mm-hmm. there. But either party has to be earning at least €40,000 okay. to meet the criteria. Basically, the whole pr- proposal is based on the rental income. Right. So the amount of the borrowing will be stressed against um, whatever interest rate to see will... They, they Say you're getting... 2,000 euro uh, rental income on the property mm-hmm. they'll take 30% off that mm-hmm. straight away mm-hmm. for tax and things Costs you might have to and fix and yeah. stuff like that and they'll see then will that work against the stress your payment okay so ICS to that and out of interest now is that something people could come to you about or, yeah. yeah they can yeah, we do them as well okay now they are more complex and yeah. there's a bit more involved in them okay. but we guide you through and doing that Okay, so let's keep it simple for starters. I'm away, I want to buy a home in Ireland with a view to moving back to it. 
what kind of deposit would I need? Let's say the house, a typical average house in Ireland costs 366,000. So just to keep the numbers simple, let's call it 300,000. I yeah. want to buy something for 300,000. Yeah. I'm in wherever, not in Ireland. I want to buy something for 300 here. What kind of deposit am I going to need? Minimum of 35%. Okay. So I think that'll be I, 196, I think it'd be right. roughly against uh, 300, or roughly around that anyway. Yeah. Um, but there's no, there's no movement on that either yeah. way. It's uh, if you're non-resident, it's thirty-five percent. Okay, thirty-five percent. Yeah. Okay, so I get my thirty-five percent together, and I suppose there's not much point getting in touch with you until I have my thirty-five percent together. Not necessarily, because okay. um, Haven's product is a twelve-month approval. Mm. So having a twelve-month approval there means you're still like, like you said, some people saving massive money abroad, so they could be. 5% short or something like that but they might have that in three months time yeah but it's like the process can be in terms of getting the documentation can be slow so there's no harm in starting the process anyway whilst you're still saving okay and even at that what we will do is we'll come back to you and go look no you're too far off if we see you're not saving enough, enough. and we'll go come back to us in three months time but we'll hold your documentation and we'll just update them okay then, and then we'll just go for the submission then so but we'll kind of guide you on whether Okay, so in it's fact, it's a very done. good idea to get in touch with you probably straight away because if nothing else, you'll also tell them how to we'll show up their if accounts. It, if they have to, to wait six months, we'll tell them, this is what you need to do for six months yeah. and come back to me. And okay. then, then we'll be able to get in position. We'll, we'll put it to a position that when we go in with, for the approval, it more than likely will be approved. Like, like there'll be a very good chance that we're there. So, but if it's not, we'll tell you straight out. Okay. Yeah. So let's say I do contact you. Um, what are the kinds of things you're going to be looking for from me? So you went through them briefly earlier, but the gist. Yeah. So you're talking about for employees, you're looking for a salary certificate. Yeah. Um, now that we have to get originals of them, so they actually have to be physically posted back to us. Okay. Then we can take scans initially, but at some point they need to be posted to us. Yeah. Can I just ask, stop mm. you on that one because I had to produce something similar for a client yesterday, mm. and and this client was operating at a level where he wouldn't usually have a salary certificate. He's yeah. making a fortune, and so I ended up getting a payslip from him. So what actually is a salary certificate? A salary that we give you the salary certificate. Ah, so, so you give it to we the email client it to the client, and then they send it to their HR. Okay. Okay, perfect. And their HR basically fill it out, stamp it and sign it. Gotcha. It's perfect. really like a confirmation of the income that we're going to approve with the payslips, which is the next bit I was going to say to you. Okay, very good. Okay, so um, one is salary cert. Next is payslips. So payslips, uh, you'd be looking for three months and mm -hmm. then P60s. And then if you're getting bonuses around like that... We do P60s happen in Australia? I know we get them here, but... Sorry, what's when the, I say P60s, yeah. um, the equivalent okay. of your tax return mm -hmm. in that country. Mm -hmm. So um, whatever... I don't know what every document yeah. is. I think they're yeah. S100s in yeah. the UK, yeah. and, but whatever that equivalent is. What the yeah. bank want to see is what was your yearly earnings for the previous year. Okay. Um, so how many of them do you need? No, just one. Just one, one. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you're looking at bonus payslips. If mm -hmm. you get bonuses or anything like that, mm -hmm. like all of that will bring up what mm -hmm. we potentially might be able to get for you. Mm -hmm. So any evidence, generally look for three years on that mm -hmm. to see if you have full three years of the bonuses. Next, then, you're talking about bank statements. So, okay, so for all the outgoings, these are all the lovely yeah. incomings. <laughs> so, will they have? You know, a good few of my clients have rental properties here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Would that be something you'd take into consideration, rental income? 
all of that will be included in the data capture that we yeah. send them. So yeah. when they're filling in, saying what their dates of birth, all that mm -hmm. kind of information, there's a section for do you own any other properties? Okay. And they'll be filling in rental income, any mortgages they have. So that all of that will be factored into okay. the assessment. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, in terms of bank statements, you're looking at six months on every bank account. Mm -hmm. So any bank accounts you have at all, um, whether they be uh, like your normal AIBs in Ireland or um, if you're own in whatever country you're living in, um, as well as Revolut accounts or mm -hmm. N26 accounts, um, we need a full six months. Mm -hmm. Banks won't take five months and a week. They, they ask for six months, they want six months. Right. Um, what we do when we get them then is we'll actually go through them We'll look for transactions that might be queried by the bank. We'll come back to you. Have what them kind of transaction might be queried? So large lodgements, um, yeah. unusual withdrawals, regular standing orders, regular direct debits for set amounts. Really just to see that they're not borrowings of other kinds. Yes, gotcha. Um, or there's no unusual transactions. They have yeah. to basically take off the, the central bank, come in and ask them, did you query that? Yeah. Uh, they have to be able to say that they did and they know what it was. Okay. Um, in terms, that's on bank accounts, your credit cards, you'd be looking for probably three months on them as well. Mm -hmm. um, the other big thing for clients abroad is getting credit reports. Okay. So they have to get a credit report for the country they're living in because mm -hmm. the bank wants to see, do you have any borrowings over there mm -hmm. um, that they may not be able to see on your bank accounts. Yeah. Um, and they also want to see that you're meeting your repayments as well. Yeah. We have a list of every country in the world that where, where to get the credit reports and the links for them. So oh, we nice. send that to the client to Great. say, this is where you get that. Yeah. Um, and they can go online generally and they get it in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. um, then I suppose... Does that have to be a recent credit report? I'm just thinking because this process can be long. So let's say they make contact with you in January and you're ready to submit this application, let's say in November, which mightn't be unusual. Would the credit report from January, would that do it? Ish. They might look for an updated yeah. one. They're free anyway yeah. in most countries, so okay. you can actually... But what I would say to anyone that is moving home but, uh, at any point, or thinking of moving home and going to apply when they move home, yeah. get it before you move home. Okay. Because it's very difficult to get it when you don't have an address in the country, right. in some countries anyway. Um, but not all banks look for them. Um, that, that's for people that are back in Ireland. Mm -hmm. They don't all look for them, so we talk to us and we'll kind of tell you yeah you will need a credit report for this bank mm -hmm. but haven who will be the primary focus for non-residents will always look for it okay okay so you get all their income you have their expenditure you have their credit report and they're going to be able to borrow 65 percent max of the property value in ireland um what, how long does this typically take in your experience, roughly? I know everyone's different, but the process. In general, we would get, look to try, when we, from the date we actually have all documentation and all queries that we're satisfied that we will get this through with when we submit it to the bank, generally within two weeks. All we right. A, within 10 working days anyway. Okay. We generally, now that's if the bank doesn't back with any queries, but that's why we'll be very meticulous at the start in asking you a lot of questions to make sure that we've covered off what we think they're going to ask us. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, two weeks would be generally this case. To get in the documentation that takes time right. for most people. Um, but we'll kind of help them along the way in terms of doing that as well. Okay, so there's, there was one point you made and I thought it was very timely for anyone who's listening to this who might be coming home for Christmas, which is that you physically need to meet the person, the applicant. Is that yeah. correct? 
So Haven's criteria is, and this has got to do with anti-money laundering and everything, yeah. that they require that at some point during the process. Now, it doesn't have to be at the start. It could be the week before you actually sign for the house. But at some point, you have to actually meet the broker in person. That's a good time to verify your proof of address and proof of ID as well. Because mm -hmm. for proofs of address, we, can't, we don't have the systems to be able to check the proofs of address for other countries. Mm -hmm. So we have to physically get originals of your proofs of address. So if you are coming back, it's good to bring utility bills or original banks. Now, I know most stuff is online at the moment. Yeah. Unfortunately, Central Bank in Ireland haven't Cotton. changed their rules on that. So we still technically need to see originals. Okay, so original is not the same as printed out from your desktop statement. No. Golly. Physically posted um, documents. Now, the way we have found that we may be able to get around that is if the client comes in and they actually log on to their utility bill mm -hmm. and they download it in front of us and email it to us, yeah. we can then verify that's an original okay. because we've seen them download it. And then we can cross-reference it with their bank statement because mm -hmm. generally on a utility bill, it will say the date of the payment. So on their bank statement, we can then follow that yes. and see that's gone out of there so we can match that that is that person, Yeah, if that okay. makes sense. So that's we, we're kind of working around it that way that we verify the originality that way. Yeah, if that okay. makes sense. Yes, it does. But yeah, sense. no, if you are, Christmas is a great time if you're home, like come in, that's your meeting done. Like I have clients at the moment who are signing with solicitors abroad. Yeah. So they're doing everything through the solicitor abroad. So yeah. like, as you said, Christmas is a very good time to get it out of the way that you've done that because that is one thing, hey, we cannot allow the, you to draw down on a mortgage without having physically met us. Okay, and so for anyone listening who might be coming home for Christmas who would like to meet Niall, just physically shake his hand. I believe you're very flexible. I'm going to put Niall's contact details at the end and in the footnotes of this podcast. So can I just recap a bit? I'm over, I'm living somewhere. I'm, I'm Irish because banks won't lend to, oh no, I don't have to be Irish, do I? I'm buying in Ireland. You don't have to be Irish, but you have to have some connection to Ireland. Okay. And you have to be able to prove that connection. Okay. So I used an example earlier with you um, of a guy who went to school. He, he went to boarding school here for five or six years. Mm -hmm. um, he was a UK resident and he was um, from the UK initially, originally. Mm -hmm. But he proved that he, was, he, was able, he wanted to buy a holiday home in Ireland yeah. um, because he had a lot of friends here from school yeah. and he'd be over a lot. So mm -hmm. we were able to get that one through by proving he went to school in the country. Okay, so you've got to have some, you're either Irish some connection. or you've got some connection yeah. and going to school seems to be enough of a connection. But it needs to be a, a strong connection. A good enough connection. Yeah, yeah, like a relative, relatives here or something along them lines. Okay, so it, as a rule, for the most part, I'm living abroad, I have, I am Irish or have a strong connection with Ireland, I want to buy a house to, in Ireland. In, for the most part, banks really want to lend to your own holiday home or your own home for your own use when you come back. Yeah. It's a slightly more complicated doing an SPV, special purpose vehicle, yeah. and a rental property. So for, yeah. just to keep it simple, we're buying a house for our own use. Yeah. I know I must have 35% deposit. I don't necessarily need to have that saved up by the time I contact you because you're going to put me right and get my house in order anyway as I yeah. go along collecting It'll all the It'll be documents. on the condition on the approval that you prove your balance of funds. Yeah, for okay. Whatever property. And at the end of the day, we're applying for a max borrowing. Yeah. You might need that borrowing. You yeah. might need 50 grand less than that. So you yeah. might need the deposit that we put up yeah. front at the start. You don't yeah. know what property you're buying in most cases. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. So um, 
So we've got a 35%. I'm earning, for argument's sake, I'm earning 200,000 abroad in Perth. I'm a miner or I'm a geologist and I've got um, my deposit. I want to buy at home. I'm contacting you. You're giving me my data capture where I'm going to give you all my financial snapshot. It's like an online application. Uh, online form. application yeah. form. I'm going to get a loan from you on the basis that it's my own home or whatever. I'm going to pay 65% of the property that I'm buying. So how long am I going to get this loan for? How long am I likely to get a loan for? Over what period of time? 25 years will be the maximum term on it. But you can obviously take less if you want as well. But again, it'll have to work on the stretcher payments that you can take a lower term. Okay, so say I'm earning that, thank you, that brings me back to my, I'm earning my 200,000, I'm a geologist. I know that when I move home, I'm going to be earning substantially less. Hmm. And I know that you're going to discount my borrowing potential back to um, the likely earning I have in Ireland. So although I can borrow a max of 65% of the property value, uh, what, um, what's my income being stress tested? Is it three and a half times my income? What, what's the general multiple? Is there a multiple? It is generally three and a half at the maximum. Okay. But again, factoring in whatever other costs you may have associated with rent or childcare, like that. Like yeah. they, they, they may not give you three and a half times if you have a lot of other costs on yeah. the outside. But you can get up to 4.5 in certain circumstances. Oh, wow. We haven't seen a huge demand for it because... Yeah. People are generally earning big incomes yeah. abroad, yeah. but we've been told that they are there, but it depends on the time of the year. Right. It's called an exception. and We still have them, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, thing, the reason why it can be difficult for someone abroad to get an exception is mm-hmm. the bank won't approve an exception unless you actually are sale agreed on a property. Yeah, right. So okay. a lot of people won't be sale agreed, or in, in, from experience anyway, they, don't, they aren't at the point of application. Mm-hmm. So we can't apply for more than three and a half times. Yeah. And then there's no guarantee that that four and a half times is still going to be available when you do find the property. So it's a bit of a risk. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I don't think we've had any requests for more than three and a half times from people abroad. Right. Um, Well, I haven't anyway, personally. Right. Okay. So we've done all this. I've met you. You've put me through all the loops. You've got my paperwork in order to such a great extent that you're pretty confident. You're 90% sure this thing is going to get approved by the bank when we go to apply. Um, I'm going to be paying it back over a maximum period of 25 years. Um, Do I have to, I can draw it down when I'm abroad. All I have to do is physically meet you to shake your hand, but I can do all my drawdown, all my legals, all my everything abroad. You can have a solicitor abroad that would mm -hmm. basically be acting on on behalf of another solicitor in Ireland or whatever. So it's going through two two kind of loops as such, but you can actually do all your signing there. You would have to post stuff back to Ireland, but um, there is, it is possible to do that. Mm. I've noticed from clients who are getting approval, of getting loans, who haven't been working through you yet now, but I've noticed that the bank has come back. We've gone sale agreed. I've, I've seen, just to give you an example, mm. I've seen initial loan approval. Perfect. Perfect loan approval. Then we go sale agreed. Then we go to draw down the loan uh, or waiting for that final letter of loan offer. And in the, say, four two weeks before we really think we're aren't we going to close today isn't this going to close today another request for information another request for information and honestly i thought this is like heartbreak for them in this case this young couple had a young baby they needed more stuff about the maternity leave more stuff i 
just felt the bank did them a bad job there in terms of making it hard for them. Do One you of the things that? that I've noticed with Haven is that they don't, they don't really assess your proof of address and proof of IDs until close to drawdown. Right. And if there's a problem, it's going to be delays, especially if you're abroad. Right. So what we generally do is we'll actually do that. We'll, we get in touch with someone directly in Haven in the uh, AML sections, or yeah. anti-money laundering section, and we'll actually liaise directly with them and do that up front. Even if you're not sale agreed, we'll do all your proof of address and proof of ID at the start. Right. And we'll get Haven, because Haven won't do it unless we specify. Right. So I'll use the example of the um, uh, couple we were dealing, I was dealing with in China. Like we've, we've been working on that for six months because there was a lot of translations to be done. Right. Um, same with a case I had in Switzerland with a guys in Switzerland. They they had to translate all the documents because they were in French. So like, the trans- and who does that? I wonder who they can get. They have to get certified translators. Right. So your client, the person borrowing, the has person to get has a certified. To do that, yeah, so do you have a list of certified translators to send these people? No, or are you accumulating they, one? It's, they well, it's to up to them. I wouldn't yeah. know yeah, translators in other countries, yeah. but um, no, it, it, like it wouldn't be a translator based in Ireland. No, like, no. would be in with their own home country. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what can delay stuff. So we will get you to do all that stuff up front. Yeah. So that there's not the delays at the end. Like in terms of what you will be doing is getting mortgage protection and home insurance. Mm-hmm. Like they're really your main areas when it gets to loan offer mm-hmm. and going towards drawdown. And um, the solicitor should be doing all the other bits. Like yeah. the bank shouldn't be asking for more information because it's in the letter of offer what they need. Yeah. So whatever conditions are on the letter of offer is all that needs to be satisfied. They won't be looking for more documentation from the client, mm. like statements around like that. That's, That's your, not your, your experience because it has been mine, I have to say. They're past that stage. Yeah. Like if you get a loan offer, they're not assessing income and bank statements anymore. Mm. That's, you're at legal stage at that point. But you would have thought that. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't the case. Which is so I haven't odd. seen that. Yeah. No, well, I'm really glad. That's another maybe good reason to consider talking to you because it sounds like a lot of those big infrastructural things are dealt with or fiddly yeah. bits before. You... Well, we tick them boxes at the start. Yeah. So there shouldn't be any reason why they'd be looking for statements or pay slips or anything like that. Yeah. Like now, if your approval was kind of 11 months through and you're suddenly gone sailing, they might look for a pay slip. Yeah. To just confirm you're still in the same job. Sure. Yeah. Or an up to date bank statement or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, like, if you're gone to solicitor stage and legal stage, mm-hmm. there's no reason why they should be asking for any of them documents, unless it was on the loan offer mm-hmm. that they wanted something. But generally, they don't put that in the loan offer. Okay. So, any fi- it's been really useful. I think anyone listening who's considering borrowing money to buy in Ireland will certainly be the wiser. Any ways you've seen it fall through? Any things people could learn? Things you've seen people, common mistakes you see people make or where things fall down? Um, not like the only major thing is seeing that your when when your income is taken into account yeah. that your rent, your new mortgage commitment that you're proposing to take on, any childcare costs, like you need to look at all that and say how much is that of that is my income is going out every month. Yeah. Um, like obviously the reducing incomes in the way that the bank will do based on not taking your two hundred grand salary abroad. And reducing it down to what you do yeah. in Ireland is a big thing, like. But we do all them calculations for you. Yeah. So that's the real thing, like. Like some people think they oh we've great salaries over here, but they come home and they're going to be on thirty, thirty-five, forty grand. Yeah. Salaries. That's the bank aren't looking at what you're earning over there. They're looking at future potential, and that's the biggest thing for people abroad. Mm-hmm. And that's why we'll do that calculation early for you. So we'll tell you 
before we go down the documentation route, whether there's even a point of applying. Okay. And that's, that's I suppose, the main barrier to get across. Um, but other than that, like, at the end of the day, it sound, like, I think everyone has, is scared and thinks it's complex. Yeah. It's not, if someone can guide you through it. Like, it can be done. And we've, it's, been, it, it's very, very popular at the moment, and mm. we're doing a lot of non-resident stuff at the moment. So, yeah, don't be scared about it, and right. go ahead. Like, we'll, like you ha- if, if you have someone to guide you along the way, that you shouldn't have any issues and you'll know if you're going to get approval or not fairly early in the process. And I think one thing you mentioned earlier when we were just discussing about working with clients is that you are responsive to them. So if if you have a typical turnaround time, let's say you hear from John in the Sahara this morning, have you kind of a rule of thumb as to when you might get back to them? Um, I'm very meticulous on my email. I won't make any commitments here now, but... uh, my email inbox is basically how I do most of my business. So nice. that's, if there's something in my inbox, it needs to be done. Right. Um, but generally, I will be back to most clients within a couple of hours. Wow. Um, like, if I'm, unless I'm out of meetings for a day mm. or anything like that, but in general, a couple of hours. Right. Um, it's important to keep the process moving on both sides. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, I so agree with you. Just keeping energy in the process is yeah. super important. And when you're dealing with the solicitors who may not be as responsive, or mm-hmm. you're dealing with auctioneers, or mm. whatever area, like, like if you have the person who's making sure you get this money being mm-hmm. responsive to you, it's very, very helpful, especially if your solicitors aren't getting back to you mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think people appreciate that. And it keeps the ball rolling at all times. That mm-hmm. they, they know what's going on, especially people that are they might be emailing and it could be three in the morning over here like at yeah, least yeah. they know right when I get up there uh, might be a response yeah, yeah there'll be a response there for them yeah. and they can keep things moving and they know what to do next because a lot yeah. of people are new to the process so yeah. they need someone to tell them right what's going on what's the next step what happens when I go sale agreed yeah. what happens valuation and just like when you're not meet, you're not face to face with a person you can't ask all these questions yeah but like that's what we're there for yeah Excellent. And, you know, you made a point that uh, when we were talking earlier, it's one thing to be a mortgage broker, but it's another thing to be a mortgage broker with experience. And that's what you are. And you're, you've experience in getting this particular type of business done. And I think that's very important for people to know because many people are expert in their fields, but it's a, it's a particular thing, getting yeah. mortgages for people overseas. So, Niall, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really grateful. Happened. I feel much clearer about the whole process. Good, and I hope it helps some people as well. I hope so too. Great. Thank you for listening today. If you'd like to book that coaching session with me, just click on the link in the show notes. Or if you'd like to find out more about the buyer's agent service I offer, click on my website link in the show notes. And best of luck with taking your next step towards your new home in Ireland.